have a writing project and you want to make sure that your final product is on point well look no further my name is jeremy and i've been providing editing services since 2013 books blog posts essays i got you i'm all about proofreading i'm all about editing if you want somebody that's gonna be as interested and invested in your work as you are i'm your guy Book me on Fiverr.com slash Jeremy A. Trice to get started. That's Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. All right, what's up? Welcome back to BGE. And once again on the agenda is, oh, God, help me, please. Wrestling. So I'm doing another review. I am reviewing AEW Rampage Grand Slam from the Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yeah, basically this year's Grand Slam bullshit or whatever the fuck. <sighs> you know what? I really don't want to spend too much time on this. So let's go right ahead and get into it. Good God, I managed to take notes for this one. So the first match on the card was the House of Black. Since uh, Malachi Black is taking time off and Uncle Tony is not going to actually release him, you know, despite the fact that Uncle Tony doesn't want to be like McMahon's senpai. He wants to be the nice guy. You're doing shit Vince did, dumb fuck. Like, Vince ain't even around no more. And you want to be him so bad. So you don't want to grant people their releases. And what the fuck ever. Okay, I see you, Uncle Tony. But anyway... The first match on the card was a no disqualification tag team match featuring House of Black members, Buddy Matthews and Brody King versus 60 something year old Steve Borden, who is determined to die in the ring like his 200 year old counterpart, Ric Flair. Sting. I'm talking about Sting. If nobody figured that fuck out. If nobody figured that shit out. Come on, man. This this the age of the internet. Everybody should know Sting's real name, man. Fuck. I'm a Sting fan. I grew up watching Sting. Sting is actually my favorite fucking wrestler. But god damn, I am tired of watching him tarnish his legacy. God getting off track, getting off track. That's not uh, that's not the point, but anyway. Uh, House of Black members Brody King and Buddy Matthews versus Sting and his skateboarding grandson Darby Allen. 
So the House of Black make their entrance first, only for Allen and Sting to jump them from behind. And the, and the match starts out as a brawl on the stage. And uh, apparently Julia Black and Julia Black, while uh, Sting is slapping around one of the members of House of Black, I, I couldn't really tell who it was. I wasn't paying that much attention, but she was just all on his back. Like he was basically giving her a piggyback ride while he was kicking ass. So somewhere in there, he loses the bat, gets thrown in the ring, gets thrown in the ring. So it's a no disqualification match. Basically, it feels like so it kind of feels like a fight with a bunch of Darby Allen high spots. And I'm going to get to Darby Allen uh in a few minutes because wrestlers wrestlers this year alone this year alone if 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 nothing if anything and you trying to get into the business be more selective about what bumps you want to take please please can't really enjoy all that money if you a goddamn vegetable or you can I, I, I don't fucking know frankly you know, if you want a long career and to be able to enjoy whatever fucking money you make, be more selective about the bumps that you agree to take. But I'm going to get to that in a second. So, first question, why in the fuck is Chris Jericho on commentary? First of all, he didn't add shit the whole night. Why? And why was JR on Rampage Grand Slam and not Dynamite? Why? Also, JR still sounds. Also, JR still don't sound like the old JR. JR still don't sound like the fan that I felt him being when I was growing up watching him. Let's let's just be real. And it's real and it's really annoying. Like JR ain't got no motherfucking passion in his commentary. That's not the Jim Ross I knew. I mean, I know. Also, I know he's going through a lot of health problems, but even so, even so, when he was dealing with Bell's palsy, he was still energetic. <sighs> so, a couple of spots, uh, Brody King had Darby Allen sitting on the top rope. Not top turnbuckle, but top rope, and then just chops him to the outside. And, of course, you know, you got the occasions where Sting don't want to sell nothing. Sting don't want to sell shit, for real. So, you know, you throw a couple punches and it don't phase him. You do whatever, you do whatever, whenever. And you swear, it. you swear Sting act like shit just bounce off of him. Like he fucking bulletproof or what the fuck ever. Shit is wild. So... So Brody King has Sting up on the top rope. I think he was gonna superplex him, and Darby Allen just comes in with a with a fucking cold red. Cold red. 
Made famous by the amazing red. Made famous by the amazing red. The more you know. So then, and then at some point, Sting getting ready to put Buddy Matthews through tables to the outside. There oh, we go again. Same problem. Same problem. Sting, why at 63, 64 are you doing shit you would have never done at the height of your career? Why you doing shit that makes no sense? You up here taking that. You up here taking dives and shit trying to appeal to the fucking spot monkey marks. What for, man? Your body already fucked. Your body already fucked, man. And you pushing 70. You like you stirring 70 dead in the face, Sting. What the fuck, man? What are are you trying to die in the ring? I I, I don't fucking know. Shit, you tell us, man. So you get and you get pushed through fucking tables and shit. And then we get and then we get a call back to the Royal Rumble in both '99 and 2000. But instead of Mick Foley being handcuffed, it's Sting. Thank God Sting wasn't getting smashed with no goddamn chair about 15, 17, 15 16 times. Thank God. Thank God for that. So Sting, he handcuffed. Darby Allen getting beat up all on the stage. Escape the double team move. Climbs, climbs up some fixture on the fucking stage and delivers a goddamn coffin drop. I'm going to say it again. And I said every time I damn near watch Darby Allen wrestle. Dude, your career is not going to be very fucking long. Stop laying in your fucking dives. My God, I get it, man. I get it, but you ain't got to lay. You do not have to lay your dives in like that. Anybody remember the body bag spot? That's the shit I'm talking about. When I say be more selective with whatever bumps and spots that you're trying to take, because you want to at least be healthy enough to enjoy Whatever fucking money that you making. And especially if you a draw. Sting ain't the draw you. So. Then at some point. uh, Darby Allen and Brody King. They fucking fall off the stage. To tables. And Darby Allen apparently. Split his goddamn head open somewhere. My. God. This is again. The shit I'm talking about. When I say wrestlers, wrestlers, and for anybody trying to get into the goddamn business, be selective with the bumps you agree to take. Something, if something sounds stupid, if something sounds horribly dangerous, it's okay to work your mouth and say, hell no. It's okay. Especially if the person you working with is green as fuck or they not safe. My God, man. So, so Sting is still handcuffed. So Sting is still handcuffed. Buddy Matthews about to beat the fuck out of Sting with his own bat. But then lights go out and the great Muda. 
the great Muda comes out. Mask and a mask and everything. But he's not there to beat up. He's not there to beat down on Sting. Also, for all the, for all the newer fans that don't know who the great Muda is, the great Muda is a Japanese icon. Him and Sting have been rivals. Him and Sting been rivals for shit close to 35, 40 years. Longer than most of either longer than most of y'all have been alive. Or as long as I've been alive for real. <laughs> they were thinking they was beefing before I even got into wrestling, which was about 96, 97. But anyway, the match ends. So the match ends. Muda spits that green mist into Buddy's face. Sting hits Scorpion Death Drop. And of, and of course, Sting and Darby Allen win, which I kind of figured would happen. So the next match is Hook. Ain't that Taz's kid? Uh, Hook and Action Bronson. Versus Jericho Appreciation Society members Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. This action Bronson dude. No offense for what I'm about to say, man, but this man looked like he had a hard time rapping and walking simultaneously. Like my guy. My guy. If you were gonna, if you knew you were gonna wrestle, dog, you should have worked on your cardio, man. You should have worked on your cardio or something, man. Like, if you knew, if you knew you was gonna be in a ring, maybe you should have saved the rapping for after you got in the ring or did it on the stage and not moved, cause. My guy, you you looked like you was having a hard time, man. Like your flow, like you sound like you can rap, but your flow wasn't really wasn't really all there, my guy. My guy. Also, uh, Action Bronson didn't really get a lot of time in the ring. Obviously, wait, who the fuck is Act? Who in the French fried titty fuck is Action Bronson? Matter of fact. I feel like I should have looked that up before I got on her, but you know how I go. Yeah, he's a rapper. Very big dude. Oh, white guy. Oh, shit, he's a shelf. So the show was in Queens, so. Yeah. Uh, all right let's get back to it so he's a rapper so hook obviously starts the matches starts the match uh, it's a fast start some suplexes here and there when action bronson gets tagged in you know he's the bigger dude so he has to play the powerhouse and he pull, you know he pulls that off with some shoulder tackles Breaks through a double team attempt and breaks through a double team attempt. And I think 
the Jericho Appreciation Society kind of botched on that one. Like after he busted through the clothesline, well, him too. So that kind of botched because I feel like he should have clotheslined both of them. And it looked like he only got one. Nah, bro. But the match basically ended with a double red hook. With a double red hook, which is really Taz mission. So they both got Taz missions on both members of the Jericho Appreciation Society for the win. And that was that. But the tag team matches continue. Tag team matches continue with uh, TNT champion Wardlow and Ring of Honor television champion Samoa Joe teaming up against Tony Nese. God, I can't remember a single thing Tony Nese did in WWE other than be on 205 Live and I think win the Cruiserweight title. Because it sounds like he ain't doing shit in AEW either. And Josh Woods. Who the fuck is Josh Woods? So, a couple things. Uh, Wardlow is currently on a... Now it's a 15-match streak. Because this match was clearly a fucking squash. Like, this match was one-sided. This match was one-sided. And this Josh Woods dude, whoever the fuck he is... Can't throw a working punch worth the fuck. God damn. I'm going to reiterate. I'm going to reiterate another point that Draco and I always have. Most of y'all wrestlers look like y'all ain't never been in a goddamn fist fight a day in your fucking life. Most of y'all wrestlers would look lost if y'all got into a real fight. First of all, just look at the currently suspended EVPs of AEW. I guarantee you not not one of those three dipshits have been in a fight. I'll give CM Punk, I will give Phil Brooks his props though for taking two mixed martial arts fights and even though he lost, I will give him props even though he got a goddamn fast pass to the UFC because of his name, whatever. But the point is, most of these wrestlers, most of these wrestlers look like and throw punches. Or what the fuck ever. Like they ain't never been in a goddamn fight. Like, like they couldn't whoop nobody. Like they couldn't whoop nobody's ass. I, I could take, I could take most of these wrestlers today and put them up against say my 16 year old nephew and I guarantee you my 16 year old nephew would probably mop the floor with any and all of them but that's just that's just my opinion though so Joe so on two occasions Joe just walks off to avoid some fucking high-flying offense. Joe walked away to avoid a moonsault, rolled out the way to avoid a dive from Josh Woods, I think, coming back in the ring, and the match ends basically with a muscle buster. Oh, it was a squash. (sighs) You know, I was about to congratulate AEW 
because I'm sitting there thinking, did y'all actually stop the afterbirth bullshit? No, no, always got to be some afterbirth because we get a post-match beatdown. Ward, Wardlow saves Joe from the post-match beatdown and powerbombs Smart Mark Sterling three times. Since, you know, feel-good moment, the crowd gets, crowd just pops for it. Powerbomb Symphony. And that's that. So the next match after that is Jungle Boy Jack Perry going one-on-one -on -one with one-third of the World Trios champions, Ray Phoenix. Little fast story. Way too much flippy shit for my liking. You know, I used to like, you know, you know, as a kid, man, I love, I love, the, you know, the fast-paced luchador style. I love that fast-paced luchador, luchador style, but my problem is, my problem is, I know for a fact that, that some, some luchadors pretty goddamn technical. They didn't just fly around the goddamn, they didn't fly around the goddamn ring all the time. I think that shit started happening once some of these Mexican wrestlers hit the U.S. Another thing. I need every, I need damn near every Mexican wrestler to stop doing the goddamn Three Amigos. I understand. I understand it's a fucking tribute to Eddie Guerrero. You, you know, you're trying to show your respect. You're trying to show your respect to Eduardo. To the late Latino heat. And I will give you that. But most of y'all motherfuckers cannot do triple verticals the way Eddie did them. Hell, um, I'm sorry to say to Ray Phoenix, but uh, Logan Paul's three amigos look better than yours. Sorry, not sorry, no offense. Also, Jungle Boy needs to learn how to throw a goddamn working punch. Jungle Boy also needs to learn how to fucking promo dude you the son of a famous actor and you can't and you can't promo what the fuck is up with that <sighs> so there were at least two or three chop exchanges in this match and it's like why why even even the ones on the knees where these motherfuckers on their knees and they chopping the fuck out of each other it got tired real fast and i actually like jungle boy I like Jungle Boy for reasons. I like Jungle Boy. I also like Jungle Boy for reasons. Mind your business. So, but goddamn, I gotta say that match was kind of physical because Jungle Boy's chest was lit. He fuck up. So the match basically ends with uh, Ray Phoenix's Black Fire Driver counted into a small package. Jungle Boy gets the win. They show respect. Christian's music hits. And he starts fucking monologuing and dino douche. Wait. Dino douche. Ain't that his name? Ain't that his fucking name? Uh, dino douche? No, Luchasaurus. Whatever, man. Fuck. So... Luchasaurus comes from behind, attacks Jungle Boy, and then Christian. Christian walks down to the ring and reminds Jungle Boy 
just basically reminds Jungle Boy, man, I beat you. I beat you in like four seconds or what the fuck ever at all out. Even when you tried to jump me from behind and da -da 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 -da, Christian just started ranting, ranting and raving and uh, don't show your ass up next week and da da da. Put him away for good. What, whatever, whatever. Can we be done? Can we be done with this? So Christian, this is what you reduce yourself to. This is what you reduce yourself to. Meanwhile, your best friend. Meanwhile, your best friend about to put on a whole goddamn banger at Extreme Rules with Finn Balor. Bruh. Bruh. I know what I I know what I want to see. I know what I would rather see. So All right. So uh So let's go into the next match and this is pretty much a grudge match. We got Eddie Kingston Versus Sammy Guevara. And apparently, at some point backstage, Sammy Guevara called Eddie Kingston fat. Eddie Kingston didn't like that guy in his feelings. Him and, him and, I, and Guevara basically got into a fight or some bullshit. Or some bullshit. And Eddie got suspended or what the fuck ever. Dog, I barely follow anything wrestling. So I apologize. I will come back. To correct myself. And first of all, can we can we talk about can we talk about Sammy Guevara's DBZ looking ass entrance video, please? Can can we can we talk about can we talk about that? And don't get me don't get me wrong, Sammy Guevara is another dude I like for reasons. Mind your business. So the match basically starts off. Oh, Sammy Guevara just insults Eddie Kingston. Nah, you're a fat piece of shit. And then, and then Eddie Kingston just starts swinging, just starts swinging, and and the match just spills outside the ring. <sighs> and I'm sitting there wondering, why the fuck is the ref? I'm, I can't even remember if the goddamn bell rang. Did the Bell ring even rang to start this match after Eddie Kingston attacked Sammy Guevara. So the referees on the outside trying to get them back in the ring. I'm sitting there like, hit the fucking bell ring, bitch. Why ain't you counting? Why in the French fried titty fuck are you not counting? And why are you and ref? Why the fuck are you not admonishing Eddie Kingston? Cause he's up for fish hooking. Helper, fish hooking, biting, everything else. I'm uh, last I checked, all that shit's against the fucking rules. So what the fuck? <sighs> so um, and Ty Mello, uh, formerly known as Ty Conti, uh, apparently she changed her name because she got tired of motherfuckers take substituting the O for U. Or what the fuck, or what the fuck ever. So she's sneaking in kicks and interfering her nurse, Sammy. Sammy, you're the Spanish god. So kind of makes you look weak having your woman interfere, bro. You're looking kind of weak, man. You you know, if you got to have your woman help, help you cheat. No, 
and all of that, man. First, also, why? Why are we exchanging slaps with one another? Why? Why? What? What is this? What? What is this? If I wanted to watch a goddamn slap fight, I'd go pull up YouTube. I'd go pull up those slap fight championship videos. I'd go watch Chiseled Adonis's channel if that's what I wanted to watch. <sighs> so three hurricanes, which is uh Eddie Kingston spinning back fist. So he hits Sammy Guevara with three of those slaps on stretch plum and manages to win the match. But dumbass, dumbass wouldn't let go. So then all these officials and all these security and shit trying to get him off of off of Sammy Guevara, which basically leaves the referee no choice but to reverse his decision and declare Sammy Guevara the winner. Which pisses Eddie Kingston off because he's beating the fuck out of the security guard. <sighs> okay. So we finally get to the championship match. You know, you know, where I come from, where I come from, a championship on free TV, a championship match on free TV is usually the main event. You know, even if it ain't the world title, but that's just me. But that's just me, though. But then again, it's Jay Cargo. It's Jay Cargo, and she's the drizzling shits in the ring. So I wouldn't put her in that spot. So there we go. So the TBS championship is on the line. We got Diamante, who is accompanied to the ring by rapper Trina. Baddest bitch. Go look her up on Spotify. Man. I gotta say. I gotta say the years kinda have been kind to her. I mean, I mean I guess she's I mean I guess she still look good for however old she really is. Whew. So this match felt like this match kind of felt a bit one-sided because felt like Diamante didn't really get that much offense in and the match pretty much ended when she goes to the second rope on the apron tries to crossbody Jay Cargill gets caught and I think Jay Cargill got hurt because she was limping when she carried her back to the apron and basically hit what looked like an F5 Two Diamante on the apron, gets back in the ring, hits her with the jaded, and goes 38 no. Like we didn't know that was going to happen. Thank God the match was over. Thank God the match was over. But of course, Trina has to come down to the ring, help Diamante up. 
and push her back down because Trina's the baddest bitch. Which she is. She's the baddest bitch. And Jay Cargill's been running around calling herself the baddest bitch. So the two bad bitches shake they motherfucker, shake hands. And Trina celebrates with Jay Cargill and the baddies. And thank God that goddamn debacle is over. Now I'm sure nobody gives a fuck about the Golden Ticket Battle Royal, which grants the winner an AEW World Championship match on October, what is it, 18th? On Tuesday Night Dynamite. Which I'm assuming basketball starts. Well, the basket well, the NBA season is starting soon. And so is the NHL season. All this shit starting soon. So a special episode of Tuesday Night Dynamite. And I couldn't give a flying fuck about this battle royal. Except for the fact that Hangman Adam Page wins another opportunity to be buried yet again. This time by current champion John Moxley. Or whoever the fuck holds the belt between now and October. And finally, it's time for the main event. You know what? You know what? Here, I finally fucking thought that Uncle Tony figured out the concept of a fucking lights out match. Like, nigga, the lights are literally out. Like, bitch, bitch, my understanding of a lights out match was, okay, there are no rules. It's unsanctioned. But, bitch, don't the lights go out? Like, ain't the arena, like, dark? Not pitch black dark, but dark enough? I can't, I can't believe NXT managed to get a goddamn lights out match between two women. Right. Whatever. So it's a light, it's a lights out match between former Teen Taz members, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. First question, this match is a goddamn fight. If this match is not sanctioned by AEW, if this match is not sanctioned by AEW, if this match is not really a wrestling match, but a fight. Why are you niggas not in street clothes? And last I checked, this feud was pretty high. Last I heard. So why are you niggas not dressed to fight? Ugh. This is supposed to be, I guess, a street fight environment. But nobody looks like they dress for a goddamn street fight. Nigga, I'm not finna put on a goddamn singlet. I'm not finna go put on a goddamn singlet or a pair of trunks or what the fuck ever to go get in a goddamn street fight. No, nigga, I'm putting on nigga, I'm putting on jeans and a pair of goddamn Timberlands. And maybe and maybe some workout gloves. The fuck, nigga? 
I mean, at least the match started off like a fight with fists being thrown, with punches and shit being thrown. I give and powerhouse Hobbs, he throwing by, you know, he pulling out weapons first, chairs, tables, pulls a chain out from under the ring, wraps it around his fist, and just starts throwing punches to the body of Ricky Starks. Shit was devastating, and he at least he focused on his neck, because apparently Stark's neck was broken. Now here comes the funny moment of the match. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs yells at yells at fucking Justin Roberts, tells him get your ass up, goes over to him and literally take undoes this man's belt. And takes it off. Uses it as a weapon. Uh, Ricky Starks manages to get it away. Get the belt for himself. And use it as well. And then. There's. And then there's a moment with the chairs. So you know you had the two chair seats sitting together. Nope. Not good enough for Starks. Starks puts the chairs back to back. And ends up getting slammed on him on his back. Ugh, I, I could not. And then, you know, you got the false finish. Uh, powerhouse Hobbs. Hobbs, uh, Power Slam Stark. Power Slam Starks on a bunch of chairs. Get the false finish. And then the match goes up the ramp to the stage. Hobbs literally rips off a light fixture. Stalks Ricky. Then when he gets back in the ring, miss you know, so he misses the swing, gets spurred through a table. Gets spurred through a table. Ricky Starks hits the Rochambeau, and the match is over. <sighs> so my complaint, my one complaint is that you niggas did not dress like you were ready for a fight. However, I will give you the fact I will give y'all this compliment. I will pay y'all the compliment that y'all treated this match like a damn fight and not an athletic competition. So it wasn't really no, it wasn't no flashy bullshit. Uh, none of that. It was just hard hit. You know, it was a bunch. You know, it was some hard hitting moves here and there. And that's the and that's the kind of stuff that I appreciate in these type in this type of environment. It's just the one thing. It's just the one thing that I feel like is missing in. I guess stipulation matches especially where there's a feud oh the oh the other thing i felt was missing from this lights out match i wanted to say color i wanted to say color was missing but the opening match darby allen split his goddamn head open going off the goddamn stage so there's so there's your fucking color right there. All right. 
And that's going to do it for the review of AW Rampage Grand Slam. <sighs> if you want to follow me on social media, you can catch me on Facebook. You can catch me on Instagram. You can catch me on TikTok. J. Aaron Torias, T O R I A S, all spelled the same. If you want to go back and listen to previous episodes, you can catch me on Anchor. You'll find my podcast at anchor.fm slash beyond good enough. And you can find me on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever, you know, wherever podcasts are being listened to. That's where you can find me. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up by saying, yo, let's take care of each other. Let's be safe. Let's look out for one another. Make smart decisions. Be aware of your surroundings. Kindness will get you further. Don't be an asshole just for being the sake. Just for being an asshole's sake. <sighs> also, if you know, if you're a writer and or a blogger or you're working on essays and you and you're in need of editing services, you can find me on Fiverr. I will leave I will leave that link. I'll leave that link for you. And with that being said, I am wrapping this up. I'm on my way out of here and I'll catch y'all next episode. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,